Hey, people. I have a question for you today. And that question's been going over and over again in my head. And uh, that being, is it true that once saved, always saved? Is it true that once we've asked Christ into our life, it doesn't matter how we live it because His mercy is always going to cover us no matter what we do? And I'm done my research in my Bible, and nowhere in my Bible can I actually find this anywhere. I do find a lot of other verses, and I would like to share a couple of them with you today, that people actually use uh, parts of it to tell me, once saved, always saved. And I want to ask you, what do you think? And the first one being, I want to start in John, and it's going to be in uh, verse 20, John chapter 10, verse 28. It says, I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one can snatch them away from me. You know, man, that's a, that's a promise that I, I stand on. You know, that's a, Jesus says that I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one can snatch them away from me. But if we go back up one verse, just one verse. So it's chapter 27. It says, my sheep listen to my voice and I know them and they follow me. That being said, you know, it's, uh, we could use 28 all we want, but when we go back up to 27, which is just right above it, it says, my sheep listen to my voice and I know them and they follow me. Are you, do you know Jesus? Do you hear his voice? Are you actually following what he says? And in this case, I do believe, and I do know for, for sure, without a doubt, nobody could snatch you away from God, you know, 100%. But I do believe that you have to be walking with him. It says, my sheep listen to my voice and I know them and they follow me. Man, what a promise to have. It's just uh, one of them things that just makes you think. You know, I, I hear people shoving it down other people's throats, you know, and it's it's not fair to be trying to tell people that no matter what, God's mercy is going to cover you. I want to show you in verse, in the Romans chapter 8, and I'm going to start in verse 1. And verse 1 is uh, another one that a lot of people use to throw at me. And it says, so now there is no condemnation for those who belong in Christ Jesus. That's correct. Anybody that belongs to Christ Jesus, there's no condemnation for them. But let's go on and see and see what you think about you belonging to Christ Jesus. And this says, And because you belong to him, the power of the life-given spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the, of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. He did this so that the just requirement of the law would be fully satisfied for us who no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead follow the spirit. But you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the spirit. If you have the spirit of God living in you, uh, uh, and remember that those who don't have the spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to him at all. And Christ, if Christ lives within you, so even though your body will die because of sin, the spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. The spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give you life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living within you. Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. For if you live by its dictates, you will still die. 
but if you but if through the power of the spirit you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature you will live for all who are led by the spirit of god are children of gods man that that's romans chapter 8 verse 1 through 14 and uh man that tells me so much right there i mean you know i mean god is is he loves us dearly he loves us unconditionally but he wants us to turn from our sinful nature people he's given us the holy spirit to help guide us and direct us to help convict us when we're doing things that aren't aren't of the spirit you know when we're walking of the world we're not walking with christ and christ isn't walking he's not in us when he's not in us we're we're not of christ uh, the next one i want to go to is actually luke 15 11 through 24 luke 15 chapter 11 through 24 and it's the parable of the lost son to illustrate the point further jesus told them this story a man had two sons the younger son told his father i want my share of the estate now before you die so the father agreed divided his wealth between his sons a few days later this young son packed all of his belongings and moved to a distant land and there he wasted all of his money in wild living. About the time the money ran out, a great famine swept over the land, and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him, and the man sent him into the fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding to the pigs looked good to him, but no one gave him anything. When he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, At home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare and here I am dying of hunger. I will go home to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against both you and heaven, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Please take me as a hired servant. So he returned home to his father, and while he was still a long way off, the father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against both you and heaven, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. But his father said to the servants, Quick, bring him the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring on his finger and sandals for his feet, and kill the calf we have been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast, for this son of mine was dead and now has returned to life. He was lost, but now he's found. So the party began. The reason why I bring this parable up to you guys is this parable shows that the, the kid was already with the father and then he made a choice to go back out into the world and while he was out in the world he was actually dead to his sins no matter what Bible you have it be it the King James New Living Translation it doesn't matter it says Jesus said you know Jesus explains that he was dead to his sins he was lost and now he's found what he's asking us is to realize that we're walking in the world and if we're walking in the world we're dead to our sins we need to turn from that we need to repent and we need to come back to christ the one good thing is is we have such a loving caring god it doesn't matter what you've done what you've been through he's going to be there for you all you got to do is make that decision to turn around and come back to him he loves you so much there's nothing he wouldn't do for you or forgive you for but don't wait until it's too late don't wait. The time is getting closer every day. Look at the world and how they're legalizing sin upon sin in this world today. Look at how far the government has went just to 
you know, to legalize abortions and, you know, they're just calling bad good and good bad anymore. And it's getting really ridiculous. The reason why I'm bringing this all up to you today is I've been, you know, going over and over again. Is it true? Once saved, always saved. And as I read through my Bible, not only Paul, but Jesus also explains to us that if you're living in sin and living in the world, that you're dead to your sins until you decide to turn around and come back to Christ. That decision is not up to me. You know your relationship with Christ. You got to figure that out for yourself is, is are you saved? You know, I, I know I'm saved. I try to live the best I can with Christ. I'm a sinner. I still sin today. So I'm not sitting here pointing the finger. I'm just trying to bring it to a head to that. Is it true? Once saved, always saved. And I don't see anywhere in my Bible that tells me that once you're saved, you're always saved. You know, it's one of them things that you have to realize that that relationship between you and Christ, you know where your relationship's at with him. And if you don't feel it's where it needs to be, start seeking him again. Turn to him. He loves you. He will forgive you. And he will love you for the rest of your days. God bless you guys. I pray that you have a blessed week. And anybody need healing in the body, I pray that Jesus come to you now and just pour out his healing on you. And the Holy Spirit, you need guidance. I pray that the that, that you just open your ears, open your mind, and allow him to start guiding you. And just your finances, if you're having troubles in your finances, I pray for that, that breakthrough for you guys. God bless you guys.